For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created, the simple and effective way to lose weight. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. Hello and welcome to Lunch with Lee. I'm your host Shane Lee. Today on the show, Phil Burton, a multi-talented singer, arranger, live performer, media personality and member of the group Human Nature. Human Nature, over the last 33 years, have released 13 albums, yielded 27 platinum awards, 19 top 40 singles and 5 top 10 worldwide hits. Amazing. Um, he's a recent winner of Dancing with the Stars, old Twinkle Toes over here. He's a cricket tragic <laughs> and a really good mate. Hi, Phil. How are you, mate? G'day, Shane. Mate, thanks Great for to be here, mate. Mate, good on you, buddy. And Shane Hadley, an Australian businessman and dealer principal at Syme Derby Motors Australia, representing luxurious uh, car brands, BMW, VW, Jaguar, Land Rover, Ferrari and Rolls-Royce. He's a former teammate of mine playing just while I was on the 19s together as a fast bowler. He's a very funny man. He also thinks he can dance. Welcome, Shane. Thank you, Shane. <laughs> now, I want to start. So, so you, you boys actually have known each other for a long time. We have. That's right. Um, I met Shane uh, through... The first person I met was actually Shane's younger brother, Glenn, okay. who I started in kindergarten with. Wow. So uh, Shane and Glenn lived just around the corner from my family when yep. I grew up. So I've known Shane since I was about four years old and he would have been six. Wow. And, yeah. and, and Shane reckons you, you, were a, you were a... How do you describe him? As a, a dangerous left arm fast bowler? Left arm, not fast, <laughs> nude. Not real fast. Yeah. And yeah. dangerous probably not to the batsman, so, so, more so, to the silly point fielder. So, so what, what would you guys have in common? So he, he's singing, dancing, he's, he's doing his stuff, and you're, you're out there bowling bouncers. How, how, does, how do you two become mates? Look, we, we, we met through accident. My um, Phil's, Phil's mum used to go on a, on a daily walk and was walking past our house, and my brother used to annoy the, annoy the shit out of everyone that lives in our neighbourhood, <laughs> and he hosed her. So after, after probably four or five saturations, she did decided that enough's enough and she went and knocked on the door and, and said to my mum your little bastard of a son is um, is wetting me every time I go on my daily walk and, and, and the families have been have been Brilliant. close as and, and best friends ever since so, absolutely yeah. yeah I remember that Glenn actually used the garbage bin lid as a shield as he hosed mum yeah <laughs> I love it mate now Phil mate congratulations you won the, I think the 20th season of Dancing with the Stars yeah that's right mate you look super fit thank you very much yeah it's good for the weight it yeah. really is it strips you right down I mean you know six or seven hours of exercise a day will do that to you? Sure. Well, and by the end, that's what we were doing. Yes, yeah, because so, so Manshake's one of the sponsors of our show, and I'm doing the Manshake Challenge at the moment. One of the things they're saying to, to all us guys, we should be trying to do 30 minutes a day, mm-hmm. but you're doing six hours a day. Yeah, by the end of the process, it was six or seven hours a day, and right. it, it really did. It just, well, it exhausted me as well. I don't okay. think it was a particularly healthy thing yeah, okay. to do. Right. You wouldn't want to do it long term. Yep. By the end, like the, I love the last episode, people at home may not necessarily see it, but we could see in each other's faces the celebs and the pro dancers that we couldn't really go on another day. You, you're stuffed. So by, yeah, we were completely stuffed by the end. And then Shane, you, you're obviously in, in the business world. Well, what do you do for fitness these days? I don't do as much as six hours a day. I'm actually, <laughs> actually, I'm, I'm actually preparing um, in, a, in a very casual way at the moment for the season of surf in a couple of, in a wow. couple of weeks. So yeah, so we've got a, a group from Syme Derby that are going to participate in that as a, as a corporate team and and uh, yeah, and I'm going to go along and, and, so and try I'm, and stay away from is the... Is a corporate team, do they like one does 1K and <laughs> yeah, then you tag someone else no, to the next no, K? I've done one of those before. <laughs> so, no, no, we're doing the whole 14K, so, right. so there, there won't be much full-on running, but we'll, we'll, we'll walk and we'll go at our own pace. So I find yeah. it quite ironic because when you and I used to be going out together many years ago, we started in Bondi and ended up back in the city. So we, 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 the we did. It was the same, it was the same <laughs> New South Head Road sort of route that, that we'll be taking from... Uh, yeah, so no, we're looking forward to it. <laughs> now, now, Phil, um, 
Liverpool boy originally, went to school in Campbelltown. Uh, uh, yes, Glenfield. Glenfield, yep. yep. How does a boy from the Campbelltown area go from Campbelltown to Motown? <laughs> like, that's a good a, one. I like that. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's um, all yours. Well, I, I think it's just, yeah, we, we met at high school. The other guys from Human yep. Nature and myself, we were at high school together. In about year 10, we were all in the school choir, and Andrew had the idea of putting together a, a doo-wop group for an end-of-year concert. Right. And we just loved that so much that we kept going. The school just started asking if we would do things at certain, like, award ceremonies, school assemblies. So we expanded the repertoire. And, and what started off as a hobby, slowly, very slowly over a matter of a number of years, became a career through doing talent quests in Campbelltown Catholic Club and Marrickville RSL. Wow. Um, these clubs started asking us if we would do paid gigs for them. So we put together a, a cabaret show. You're, four, you're called Four Tracks the originally. Four Tracks, that's yep. when we were yep. called the Four Tracks. Yep. So we yep. were doing cabaret covers yep. around Sydney, Cliff Richard tunes, all that sort of stuff. Love it. All, the, yeah. know, all the cool music. Yeah. <laughs> and then after about five or six years, we started recording original material, and that's when we got the attention of Sony Music. And that's how we got into the pop business. And then, you know, three, three years later, and as, as I mentioned at the start, that many number one hits and gold records and that sort of stuff. It's been an amazing, amazing journey. And, and two and a half thousand shows in Vegas. Yes, that's right. Over 11 years, two and a half thousand shows. It was, Christ. Um, it was a very intense period. Vegas was amazing. It was a really great experience, but it was intense because you were literally living work life 24-7. Shane, you, you're in the car industry, right? You sell luxury car brands with yep. Sime, Sime Derby, um, which I think was a, it's a Malaysian business. Yep. Um, it was uh, the biggest uh, tire, yep. uh, rubber company in the world at one stage oh, the business has is, is so uh, the breadth of that business globally is is massive uh, yeah. yeah huge rubber business uh, but but it's it's just huge and um, and they've got a, 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 a reasonable automotive presence in, in Australia yep. both in so you sell Ferraris and so we've got in, in Brisbane we've got Ferrari Rolls-Royce BMW wow, okay. is, is our is our main um, OEM uh, or franchise. We've got two BMW businesses in, in Brisbane and we also have Volvo. Uh, and in Sydney, we have t- we represent two BMW sites uh, as well as Volkswagen uh, and Porsche and, and Jaguar Land Rover. So, um, yeah, big business uh, and good, very, very good group. This is where I try and bring it together because back to Motown. Motown was born in Detroit, 1959. That's Barry, right, the Barry Motor Gaw- City. Barry Good, the Motor City. So bring it together, Shane. Yeah, that's that's what like we do it. here like on it. Lunch with Lee. I like it. It's yeah, a great but, um, segue. But it's, um, it's, for me, Motown, it's, um, why has it lasted so long and why does it still sound so current, do you think? Is, is it because it was the first, in America, was everything's oppressive and, and you know, People looking down. It was the first company, pretty much run by by the black people then. And you think that that's become part of it, and the passion behind it is it? I think so. I mean, you know, growing as you mentioned, it started in Detroit, which was a very much an industrial kind yes. of city, but um, so very working class. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people initially could probably relate to yeah, the musicians okay. and the artists. They were just kids that grew up on the street, just like them. Yeah. Um, Barry Gordy, who created the company, he basically took them all under his wing. He obviously had a magnificent vision. Sure. Um, and he basically took these kids, their passion, and he created all this incredible music. He took the best of the best and he put it all together. Yeah. yeah. And it worked so well. I think also, as you said, it was run by black people. Yeah. But we've heard from so many people like Smokey Robinson and The Temptations that the whole idea was not to create music for black people. It was to create music for everybody. So it was inclusive. It was very, very Before inclusivity was a cool thing. That's right. And, um, you know, when we recorded the Motown music, you know, 50 years later, some people in Australia, we actually got more more pressure and more grief 
really? than in America by people saying, oh, you've taken this black music and it's cultural appropriation. But in America, particularly the people that actually created it in the wow. first place, for them, having four white Aussie kids bring that music back yep. to them was just basically validation that what they did was successful. And you, they loved it. Do you have a favourite Motown song? Mine's um, Tracks of My Tears. That's Smokey a beautiful Robinson. tune. Isn't that a beautiful song? Yeah, it's fantastic. I would probably go with uh, maybe Reach Out, I'll Be There, Four yeah. Tops. Yeah. That's a big sing and it's a, it's yeah. just always gets the crowd up. It's Does, great. Mate. You got one, mate? I, I, I'm, on, yeah. I'm on Phil's. Uh, I've heard <laughs> Phil do yeah. that. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I know, yeah, I, I, I enjoy listening to Phil sing that. So, yeah. Mate, and you're starting your, um, your solo. It's uh, around soul music, which is obviously... With Motown born. That's right. So, where, where, where can we come and see you, mate? Well, I'm doing a bunch of shows through Sydney and Newcastle and Wollongong yep. that start in September and go through to about February next year. Okay. It's called Sweet Soul Music. So, I'll be doing, as you said, I'll be doing some Motown tunes, but we'll also be expanding out from there and I'll be throwing in people from Stax and Philadelphia. Oh, cool. So, people like Otis Redding, Wilson Pickett, yeah. all those sort of great people, Arthur Conley, these fantastic songs that just going to create a really fantastic party. I did a bunch of solo shows back in February that were very personal to me. Okay. Music that I grew up with. These ones are going to be more of a party. Come along and just get up on your feet and dance and sing along. When, when we were going out and back in the cricket day, Shane, like live music was a big part of, 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 of going out and it sort of died off. I, th- I think it's coming back now. Do you agree? I- I'm feeling like I agree. people want to Definitely. see more of it. Yeah. It's just a ve- it's just a it's just a venue thing. It's yeah. hard now to find. You know, you used to be able to go to every pub on the corner yep. and there'd be someone just gigging. Yeah. Um, and, and and now it's a lot harder to do that. There are some iconic music venues. I know. You know, we were arranging before um, before today before you got here, Phil, to see yep. w- when we can come and, and watch one of your yeah. shows. So we're, okay. we're probably lining up the first one to do that. And oh, beautiful. We'll be there the at the classic so, The Bridge Hotel in yeah. Roselle. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah you can't get a more iconic well, venue that, than that, that really, that, can you? That, that takes us back to some old days does, that, yeah. we, um, <laughs> that, that we probably care to now, forget. It's a really good segue. Uh, the old days, mate. You saw us under 19s. We're, we're playing. You're, you're a year older than me, so you're the opening bowler. Um, we had this really talented young weird keeper called Adam Gilchrist. He went all right, yeah. And you're the fast bowler, and he took you over the stumps. <laughs> I think he got five leg side stumpings off you. Is <laughs> <Yeah. No, laughs> that when you realised maybe maybe the motor issue was a better thing to go with? I listened to your daily sports show today, and yeah. and I saw the intro that yeah. said that uh, lunch with Lee was back today, and, yeah. and, and you introduced Phil, yeah. and, and 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 of course me, and and I and I thought, you know what? There's nothing like Mr. Shane Lee putting some mayo on the story. So once again, but to tell you the truth, we were playing against Tasmania. Yes, we're we're in barrel. Yes, we were. And and, um, and 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 Gilly saw an opportunity um, to uh, to get me a uh, a wicket, yep. and, and uh, it didn't bother me back in those it days did. what it said on the scorecard. Yep. It just a matter of it's what a wicket. Coming, yeah, it was you a wicket. Five wickets, and uh, what, what, there, there wouldn't be a better player that, that, that yeah. I could have chosen to uh, to whip those stumps, those bales off down the leg side. So. I remember you and I having the conversation after that that match. We're having a beer, and um, we both agreed. Ian Healy was the just came in as the Australian wicketkeeper, and we both agreed that Adam Gilchrist will be the next wicketkeeper. And he sure yeah, was. You, were, you guys got it right. We're right, yeah. I think I always am, am quite stunned, you know, as I, I've known Shane since he was six and yep. I was four. 
that all of those people that he was with back in, in those teen yeah. years, and it's pretty amazing. I mean, mm. Shane's doing really well with yeah. what he does in yeah. his career now, but there's just some names like that people would be, really be impressed, like Adam Gilchrist yeah. and Justin Langer spending so much time. Shane Lee, for instance. You no, know. Yeah, yeah. He all, did all right, all too. All the greats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, me as a... I'm a sports fan, and I think that comes with being a musician. You look at professional sports people and mm. and you sort of feel a sympath like sympathetic with them yeah. I guess yep so it always blows my mind when I hear like stories of Shane when he went to Scotland for six months and was you know playing with Justin Langer over there yeah. and things like that it's really fantastic well, you, you might not know this but, but Gilly actually played Green Shield with us at West and I didn't um, know that, no. No, so Gilly Gilly I thought he was I, a Gordon boy no, through no, and no, through. No, no. so he Gilly's first grade club was West Right. And and I, I was playing grade cricket with his brother, Dean. And he's, Dean, had, more, he's had more clubs than the Delta. He has. And, and Dean <laughs> said to me, he goes, oh, look, he said, and I was captain of the Green Shield team. You were playing at Campbelltown at the time. Yeah. And I said, um, and, and he said, oh, I've got my younger brother. is interested in having a game of Green Shield this year. Mm. And I said, okay. I said, where's, where's he from? He goes, he lives in Lismore. And he said, um, can we, um, he said, can we have a chat about getting, I said, what does he do? He said, he's a wicket batsman. And I go, is he any good? Yeah. And, he go, and he goes, oh, you'll play for Australia one day. Yeah, go, you know, yeah of course. Typical uh, yeah, old brother. Yeah, 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 sure. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But, but he turned up and, and he stayed at our place pretty much that summer. And, and, um, and yeah, the rest is history. He's amazing. We might just take a quick break now. We're here at the Morrison, which is 225 George Street, corner of Grosvenor Street, Sydney. Look, the oysters here are, I reckon, the best in Sydney. No doubt at all. They're amazing. So we'll have a dozen oysters to start with. And then I think today, I know Shane wants the, the crab linguine. He's going to have that. Phil's going to be very healthy, have the pink snapper. I'm going to go with Bannockburn chicken salad, actually. Trying to be a little bit healthy. I'm on the man shakes at the moment as well, so I'm trying to be good. But because I've been so good, I'm going to wash that down with a bowl of Chardonnay. <laughs> and then probably with a bowl of red. Let's get started. At Gradability, we believe that every graduate should have the skills and opportunity to pursue the career of their choice. But sometimes, we need help to bridge that gap. And that's where the Gradability Accelerator Plus program, or GAP program, comes in. The GAP program is designed to supplement your learning with real-life experience at one of our almost 12,000 host employers, giving you the vital experience needed to kickstart your professional career. Visit gradability.com.au for more information. For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created. Packed with protein and low in sugar, it's sure to keep you full throughout the day, not to mention it's only $2.49 a meal. Over half a million Aussie guys have lost weight the Manshake way. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. I know you love your cricket, Phil. I uh, do. You, your thoughts on basball and this current Ashes series, are you enjoying it? Do you like the style of play? Is, it, is, is, is Test career going forward or do you think it's, they're going backwards? I think that if anything is going to save Test cricket, if yeah, I'm being like brutally it. honest, no, basball right. is probably it. Um, it. Because pretty much it's, it's taken the idea of a draw out of the equation yeah. unless there's rain. Yeah. Basically, there's going to be a result in every test, yep. which I think is fantastic. It's a risky strategy. It's it very is. risky. But I guess if you're a team that wants to put that risk of either we're going to win it or we're going to lose it, I guess you've got to take that that one day or 2020 attitude into it and try to be really, really positive. Yeah. So I, th- I actually think it's a really good thing for Test cricket. 
And I think if, yeah, as I said, if anything's going to save it, then making yeah. it a little bit more aggressive is probably the, and the way to go. I'll, I'll ask the purist now over here. Oh, yeah, what are your thoughts? There's nothing more frustrating than watching, <laughs> than watching two teams play for five days yep. to a draw okay. in Pakistan. Okay, yeah. No, no I agree. Okay. <laughs> True. Yep. And, and so, so to watch to watch two teams to fight it out in their own way, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very tired. Um, I'm yes. looking forward to the end of this test match to yes. catch, up, catch up on some sleep. And I don't think – I know while they talk about the schedule for the players being difficult, I think no one's giving consideration to the schedule for the spectators yeah. who want to watch it from, uh, from yeah. morning to afternoon in, in Australia. So yeah. it's, it's full on. So we've got another few days to go, but um, we're, we're getting there. Oh, I think it's been great. And I think the fact that people are talking about test cricket is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, whether it's right or wrong. And um, I, look, I look at the stats, uh, you know, the Poms have been whinging, but I think over the last – um, since 1985, we've won something like out of 90 test matches, we've won 50 to 120. So we're way wow. ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I like the way they play. Um, but it'd be interesting to see Australia want to try and win the series 3 1, to walk yeah. away and to, to, to quash all, all, all whinging from the bombs. That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I love that people are coming out with, um, you know, they look at old footage and they, because of social media now, they can yeah. put stuff That's up right. and keep it relevant. And I watched an interview this morning with the Brits from 2019 when they were up 2-0 and ended up to, like, the rain basically got them the, the ashes and how ecstatic they were then. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. now they're whinging, yeah. saying, oh, if it wasn't for the rain, we'd have the ashes. But Michael Clark, as captain, he basically was like, full credit to the English. They were up 2-0 after mm. the first two tests and we gave them too much of a start. So Jeez. hearing that again now, you're like... Well, the Brits, come on, you could be the same now, couldn't you? That's we not, were up 2-0. That's, that's, that's not like Clark, 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 That's when Michael Clark didn't speak, used to speak about himself in the fourth person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was possible. Hey, um, so, so baseball's a whole new, the, the, the new way we're playing cricket and test cricket. Um, in the car industry, electric cars, like, can you dumb it down for me, right? Like, is it going that fast, electric, or is it, uh, are, are the petrol cars here to stay? Where's it at? Yeah, it's going fast. Is it? It's going fast. The biggest, the biggest hurdle that we've got as a, as a nation um, and I guess influencing the growth of, of electric cars is we've all got these these, these ideas of of, of, of lowering lowering the, the, yep. the emission the, levels the yep. emission levels and, and and the carbon levels, but with it's, with us being such a vast and and size of of, of of land, it's difficult to have that many charging stations. So so the biggest thing for us, okay. chi- see, China's different. China's China's got so many CBDs and cities. That are close together, that they can they, they can have the resource for charging stations. For for us to drive, you know, we might drive for eight hours through through desert if we're getting to a certain certain spot. To have charging stations in in those spots is difficult. So that's that's the first hurdle. So it's about the battery argument the, again now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the second bit bit is about, you know, you know, with your iPhone, there's it comes a stage where the memory in your battery just gets yeah. gets less and less. Mm. What about a car? You know, when we go and value a car, um, you know, as as a trade in. Then how do we assess what the battery life right, is, okay, and, and gotcha. what is that? How does that you know? How, how does that work from a resale point of view? How does that work from a uh, fr- from a finance point of view, and and uh, and buyback schemes that, that different financiers have? So there are a lot of questions that need to be answered. Um, look, it's not stopping the the hunger for for, for us to, to to move in that direction. You know, Tesla's flying at the moment. Yeah. Um, and, and and Volvo, um, they, they, they want to be pretty much fully electrified uh, in, in the next 24 months. So, um, yeah, and there are others a little bit slower. Uh, Volkswagen, I was in a meeting yesterday, are launching their whole breadth of, um, of, of electric EVs um, next July. So, so everyone's getting yeah. on board at their own pace, but we need to make sure that we've got resource in place that, that, that we can service that. 
Is there going to be a spot, you reckon, where they can get replaceable batteries in a car to keep the value up? There will be. Yeah, and, that, and that'll be the thing. That'll be the next opportunity for uh, for business enterprise out there to find. And they're already there um, to, to find a solution to that problem. And, and how long until we can go have lunch with Lee, have a few drinks, and the car drives us home on our own? How, how, far, how far away <laughs> are we from that? Well, I can't thought be that far, can it? This afternoon, we might be able to give that guy a start. We'll get a cab this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely won't be driving. Okay, yeah. yeah. The technology's yeah. there, it's called Uber. <laughs> it's called Uber, yeah. Oh, look, you know what? There are, there, there, there are places that do that and, and opportunities where you can do that at the moment, but I, I think the the insurance and, and the liability around uh, yeah, okay. around risk uh, oh, would, yeah. are too great for, for, for yeah, a while. Yeah. Everything's moving yeah. fast with AI. Yeah. Stay with us because we'll be back after this short break. Have you heard about Cell AED? It's the world's first mini personal defibrillator. You can keep it at home, the office, or even your sports bag. Cell AED is game-changing technology that you can use if someone has sudden cardiac arrest, which can affect anyone from kids on the sporting field to adults at home. Sudden cardiac arrest happens suddenly with no warning. You only have minutes to get the defibrillator on the person affected. That's where Cell AED comes in. You can help save the life of someone you love. Every home should have a Cell AED. It's really a lifesaver. Learn more at CellAED.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D.io. Hey, um, um, I want to ask you, Phil, about um, who were your musical um, idols growing up? When I was growing up, probably the first one for me was the Beatles. Yeah. Um, my dad had the whole Beatles box collection at home, and I would sit down and listen to his record player and just play all of his records that he wow. had. He had a really eclectic taste, so one minute there was Glenn Campbell, the next cool. minute there was Led Zeppelin. Yeah. So the Beatles were the one that really, really, for some reason, clicked with me, and I think it was that musicality, you know, the complexity of what they did. And I would listen to their records over and over again. Uh, from there, when I started learning piano, when I was a kid, it was probably Billy Joel. Okay. Yeah, I, I hated practicing the piano, so I could, I'd go do the lesson and then just not practice yeah. the scales. But I would gladly put on some Billy Joel and pick out the chords by but ear. That would definitely help with your singing, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it yeah. developed my ear for music, yep. so I have a very yep. strong, strong ear for what I'm hearing. Yep. But... As a result, I can bang out the chords on a song, but I'm not very good at the, the complex fingers yes. that go with it. So that's something that, that comes with practice that I just never wanted to do. Um, and then from there, probably when I was a teenager, Freddie Mercury and Queen were a Genius. massive influence. Yeah. He's, he's, he's got to be the greatest frontman of all time, surely. Oh, completely. Yeah, yeah I totally yeah. agree. Just, just what he did, watch that footage of him at Live Aid. Oh, far out. Yeah, and, but while people forget at Live Aid, they were not huge at that time. They oh. were a band that was on the wane. They were people were like, "Oh, Queen, they're old, and they we don't blew want them anymore." Away, and they blew everyone away and became so relevant again. Wow! And just incredible. His talent was amazing. And and for you, um, who were you, who were your sporting idols growing up? Well, um, just to so on Phil, yeah. we used to go over Phil's place, and he's talking about not practicing on the piano. But yeah. we'd go over Phil's place for a barbecue every Sunday <laughs> afternoon, and without fail, yeah. I'd walk into the house and I'd hear Phil play on the piano every single yeah. weekend mate you're on it all the time they're probably they're probably playing along with songs on the radio rather than practicing yeah, the okay. boring right. old yeah, yeah. scale it was, it was like as, yeah. as a kid 
like we we go over there and, and, and fill out a pool at his place. So yep. so we go over and sponge off that. We yeah. bring our sausages and yeah. a couple of bottles of wine. Yeah. Um, and, and then we'd um, we go and we swim in the pool. But he would be on the piano like, right. and just and just like bam bam every single weekend. But but it, it was forced a lot of the time. It was the hours because my, my mum we had a piano growing up. Mum played the piano and yep. she wanted me to learn. I couldn't sit still. Brett couldn't sit still. My youngest brother Grant's classically trained. He's right? a fantastic yeah. piano yeah. player. Yeah, That's right. Very, very good and. Um, but he used to sit there with his metronome and just like for hours and just, it's just graft, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I couldn't, I yeah. couldn't do that. I couldn't really just get into yeah. that whole rote thing of just mm. over and over doing the same thing. But he yeah. would be so tired, Phil would be so tired from, from practicing the piano all day and then going out swimming in the pool that we'd have the barbecue at night and he'd literally fall asleep at the table. And, and he would. And, and his mum and dad would pick him up and take him to bed. Story, Shane. He'd, he'd, pick, they'd, they'd pick him up and take him to put him to bed. And then and then he'd wake up, his mum would go and check on him, and, and you were right, Phil, and he'd wake up in the middle of the night and he'd continue chewing a sausage that he'd stored in the side of his mouth. Because I'd fall story. asleep. True story. It's, it's a, a true story, story isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, when yeah. I was 27. <laughs> no, just kidding. Now, have you got any of these sequin jackets oh. that he likes to wear? No, no. Some of those bling things you wear are good, I should. I should lend them out to friends when they're going out clothing, shouldn't they? Bring it yeah. back. What do you reckon? Um, sporting idols. Yeah, yeah. Let's get back to that. Yeah, yeah. Sporting idols <laughs> for me. Um, look, for, for, for me, it revolved around cricket. That was that that, that, that was my great passion. But I, I'd have to say, um, like way back, you know, Dennis Lilly. Yeah, DK. Yeah. Um, Legend. And then, and when, then, when he used to like just wipe the sweat off his brow. Oh, the oh, one finger. The one yeah, finger. Yeah. 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 And, and, and then, and then more recently, I guess I really enjoyed watching some of the the, the players that, that I had the opportunity to play with and against mm. um, through 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 different levels that who went on and, and had that, yeah. that, that 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 passion to reach the top and, and watch them and enjoy their careers. And the thing that I enjoyed most about it and being a, being a parent now, as we all are, is is watching their kids. Enjoy their retirement. Yeah. That's something that I really, you yeah. know. And when, yeah. when I gave yeah. up cricket, that was, I never had any regrets. And the, probably the only, and it really creates a point in your life where you go, you know what, I just didn't want it bad enough, and other things become a priority, and that's okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, that's But awesome, the people yeah. that get yeah. there, they have this just, this desire that nothing's going to stop them from getting to the top. And I never had any, any regrets until I watched some of the, some, some of the children. And the families of some of those people that I um, that, that I grew up with retiring and thinking, yeah, that would have been pretty cool. So yeah. Oh, I want to ask you because um, well, one thing we all got in common, we all sort of. Um, I grew up down the south coast, but I played mm-hmm. cricket for Campbelltown. We, you know, we're from from the Western Sydney area, and um, I, I hope you would say boys boys done good. Yeah, um, and, absolutely. Um, I think we're all doing but, but, pretty well. But are you um, are you proud of what you've achieved when, when you pinch yourself? Do you ever take a step back and go, you know, what I've spent time in Vegas, I've. Um, you know, I put out albums. You've lived a dream, really, it's, touring the world. Yeah, I mean, look, life gets in the way of those sort of things. You, yeah. you know, you struggle with certain things in life that that tends to, you know. So you've got to weigh the good with the bad at times. But you've really got to make sure that sometimes you do look back at what you've done and be grateful yeah. with what you have. Yes, you do. I mean, that's the way that people say that you know to live a good life and happy life is to be grateful for what you've got. So, funnily enough, the the last couple of years that we've been touring with Human Nature, when the guys come back to Australia from Vegas. We've been doing a show where we do look back and we, t- we tell the audience all the stories of the things that we've that. done. And for us, that's actually forced us to, to kind of look back that's with good. a bit of nostalgia yeah. on what we've done. Yeah. And it's a really great feeling. It yeah. really is. And, and I think we are very proud of ourselves and can look back on it. And so I'd have to say in the balance in life, I'm, I'd, I've had some really amazing experiences. There's always going to be challenges going on. But in general, 
I've had a, a luckier life than most. Yeah, well, I'm very proud of you because the only other person I know from the Campbelltown area that's gone on to go to Vegas was that abuse, and he was a stripper <laughs> <laughs> from Thunder from Down Under. <laughs> yeah, he might be doing all right, though. Well, he, does, you know, he, he was in the original one with Jamie Jury. That's there you um, go. The, the Hughes boys. So they him and his younger brother, Dave. And um, look, whatever it takes to get there, you get your kid off. He had a good rig. Great rig. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can, I ask, can I ask Phil a question? Yeah. Phil, in, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, with, with, you, with you coming back to Australia, yeah. and, and, the, and you said that the guys come back and you guys tour again, mm-hmm. um, how do you find, with those guys still working together a little bit over there, yep. how do you find getting back into that, to, to that floor? Is that, is that something that, are you more relaxed in doing that now? Is that yeah? I'm interested in well, the dynamic of that. No, that's a great question because actually over the last, it's, I've been here for about three years now. I think over that time, it's gotten easier. At first, it was very very awkward, and and you know, understandably so. We've been together for 34 years this wow. year. Oh yeah. So at thir- at the 31 year mark, one of us left to live on the other side of the world, and it's the first time that we've been apart like that ever since we've been together. So I would have to say that the first few, like couple of times that we got back together to do gigs in Australia, it was awkward. Yep. And a little bit difficult to find our feet again. And how do we deal with each other? And what can we talk about? What can we talk about the show we're doing in Vegas? Can Phil talk about his solo shows? Oh, you gotcha. Or yeah. are we going? Is there going to be some kind of jealousy or weirdness yeah. there? Yeah. All in all, something happens in bands. Yeah. That's right. But I think over the last probably one or two times, particularly the time just last month, the guys were back here. We went out to Birdsville and did the Big Red Bash, which was a unique gig. We've never done a gig like that before. And I think the uniqueness of that made us realise, you know what, when we get together, this is really fun. And there's something magical about it. So something kind of clicked and changed in that one trip. And now things just feel so much more comfortable. I was just doing a Zoom call with the with the guys yesterday, and it was just so natural. We're talking about our kids. We're talking about our partners. We're, the boys are we're looking up. forward. Finally, I know, it's, it's taken thirty four years, but we're there. Yeah, well done. So now it feels so much more natural. That's yeah. yeah, so yeah thanks. Just thanks. Really really well. I'll ask everyone the same question that comes on lunch with Lee. Um, uh, if I'll ask you first, Shane, a young boy or girl wants to go into the world of um, business or even professional sport, what advice would you give them? Uh, the only person that you can't lie to is the one looking back from the mirror. Be true to yourself. Um, okay. Ask yourself questions and, and yeah. answer them honestly. Yeah. And um, you know what? Just, just, just be a believer. Yep. And, and a young boy or girl is at school and, and they have a real passion for, for the arts. What, what advice would you give them? Um, I would say when it comes to artists, a lot of the time there is a really big sense of insecurity. Yeah. Um, that whether they're, what they're doing is good enough. So okay. I would say try to fight that anxiety and that insecurity okay. and have a bit of self-confidence, even if it means faking it at the time. Wow, okay. Yeah, just fake that self-confidence because you're going to sell it with your confidence. It's all about confidence. Um, so, yeah, if you can just fake it and get through it, you've got to have, of course, you've got to have yeah. the work ethic and the talent there as well. But basically just sell yourself and believe that you are good enough to do it. Well, I'll tell you what. They are two great answers, by the way. I've been oh, doing this show you. now it's for... Two different a, ones. A, a, very, very I'm different. I'm looking at yourself back in the mirror and it feels like fake. It's very awesome. good. I'll tell you what. <laughs> we're not going to look in the mirror this afternoon because we have a few drinks. We're here at the Morrison, which is on George Street, 225. It's cracking food. Um, those who haven't been here, the oysters are off the charts. The steak, unbelievable. We've got some really, really good food coming. I but, can't um, wait. I'm starving. And we're going to have some cold beers and we're going to have some Chardonnay. Awesome. And we're going to have a good time. Thanks, boys. Thank, Thank you. you, mate. Thank Cheers. You. That's it for Lunch With Air this week. A big thank you goes out to our guests, Phil Burton and Shane Hadley. Thanks to the Morrison Hotel for once again putting on a fantastic lunch. Those oysters were off the charts. 
And thanks to our sponsors, Manshake and Cell AED. Make sure you hit follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. And do us a favour, hit five stars. And while you're there, if you're passionate, please leave a review. And come check us out on Instagram at I'm at Lunch with Lee. Our official Lunch with Lee photography was done by Felicity Kelly. You can find her on Instagram at Felicity Kelly Portraits. And once again, thanks to our producer, Dan McHugh. We'll be back next time to talk with some more legends about sport, music and business on another cracking episode of Lunch with Lee. We'll see you then. <laughs>